That was Rubicon by Grand Suburb. This is Karin Zoe Lee. You're listening to Night Ride FM. And tonight I have Shadowrunner joining me a little bit later. But first, I've got some brand new music for you. Parallels sent me her brand new single. This is Stardust. <laughs> and absolutely love her. I'm so glad she's got new music coming out now. Oh, coming up next is a new Twitter friend that I made, Nanoverse. Now, uh, I'm, I'm going to be all over the place with the music today because, I mean, the releases were all over the place. 
but uh, I got one from the Nanoverse, The Great Deception, their most recent album, and this was my favorite track, their closing track, Order Out of Chaos.
That was Order Out of Chaos by Nanoverse from uh, his most recent album, The Great Deception. And I believe he's unsigned, but we were talking. That sounds like a fixed release, doesn't it? <laughs> Coming up next, At 1980 has a new album out, Late Night Call. No, pre-order. Available for pre-order. Late Night Calls. <laughs> and of course, Josh Daly is again uh, collaborating on that. On this track, uh, a name that he mentioned in his interview with me, Maria. Maria by at 1980 and Josh Daly although his name's not in the notes um is he part of at 1980 now I don't know Julian coming up next my Aztec dealer I love him John he he sent me this Kaisland track brand new this is dreams and doubts
from Aztec Records. Thank you, John, for always keeping me updated on your label. <laughs> Coming up next, oh my goodness, a local Seattle Delta 4 has uh, submitted not only their album Tonight Right FM, but to me as well, wanted me to play a track, and I chose Fugitive.
Fugitive by Delta 4. Yeah, of this Seattle scene. Let's see if I can't get them to go live. <laughs> yeah, that was from their new album, Two. New. It was, it was released last year, but new to me. Thanks, you guys. Coming up next, Diamond Field, who's going to be my guest on Thursday. Also an evening show. I'm on jury duty uh, schedule this week, but I didn't have jury duty, so... Whatever. I, I kept my schedule anyway. Diamond Field is releasing his self-titled album uh, on July 30th. A lot of releases on the 30th. And uh, he's got a few tracks available on the pre-order. And I played you one last week. And I'm going to play you Used to Be featuring Chelsea Ninny on vocals.
was used to be by Diamond Field featuring Chelsea Nenny on vocals. And Diamond Field will be my guest on Thursday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, well, if you're out in Europe, you're probably going to bed anyway, so, <laughs> yeah. All right, got a couple more for you. Night Leather, I know I saw him in the IRC. Night Leather. I'm going to play one of yours from your self-titled album. This is a track called Safe Word. The living, breathing nightmare with its own very special surprise. Wander through its myriad of secret passageways and winding labyrinths.
his self-titled album and uh, we are loving that there's so much going on in that song it's like you don't even notice that it's, it's six and a half minutes long that was six and a half minutes did you even notice <laughs> all right before i bring my guest on let's chill out with something from betamax's new album i just bought it on cassette this is sarajevo with a track called downhill the Austrians, they criticized him, they called him names, he stood up under it all, he's just an amazing youngster. Frank, they may not like it very much, but the facts of life are that here he is standing in the starting gate of the Olympic downhill as the favorite, and he's only been on the World Cup circuit one full year with one victory, and the reason, just as you said, he spent that great in training. Also in the top, he's at the top of another Olympic downhill, Lake Placid, 1980, Bill Johnson was a forerunner.
was Downhill by Betamax from his most recent album, Sarajevo. Pick that up on cassette from Bandcamp. So there's more. Pick them up if you don't have them yet. All right. Now's the time for my guest of honor, Shadow Runner. But of course, we're going to listen to a track before we bring him on. Uh, his album, The Stranger, will be coming out. Um, and let's see. Yeah. All right. Let's 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 do One Night featuring Trenton.
was One Night by Shadowrunner featuring Trenton from uh, his upcoming album, The Stranger. And of course, my guest of the hour is Shadowrunner. Hello, sir. Well, hello. I'm honored to be inside the internet with you, Karn. <laughs> yeah, thank you for joining me. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to this release. I am. Um, I did the pre-order deposit through uh, Red Manor Records this morning. Oh, that's awesome. So. Thank you so much for doing that. Yeah. It says we need three more. Three. Oh, so close to making <laughs> this thing happen. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be like a special collector's edition. We tried to make it so like, you know, people would be interested in it. <laughs> I don't know. Of course. It's, it's got like a, a signature, some darker art um, that Ninja Joe did, which is I'm so thrilled about that art. I can't say enough good things about Ninja Joe. She's amazing. Mm, yeah. And um, it is a translucent black ice vinyl. So it's kind of like a special collector's edition. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Can't wait for you to see it and hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, the tracks that we've heard so far are are incredible. Plus all the, the collabs you've been doing with other notable names in the scene. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. It's uh, it's been a journey, that's for sure. Um, like working with Primo was was like I couldn't believe that actually happened. Like you know, I I hit her up and like, hey, I, I literally can't hear anyone else singing on this track other than you. No matter no matter how hard I try, and you know, she's like kind of a bigger artist than me, so she's like, yeah, I'm kind of busy right now, but you know, maybe later if we have time. And I'm like, okay, no problem. So um, she ended up agreeing to do it and. It came out, and it, it came out pretty awesome, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love that one. No, we hear that one, too. Yeah. But uh, the the story behind this, well, first of all, I just want to say, you've been working on this for the last year or so, haven't you? Ever yes. since you're self-titled? Yeah, I have. And the uh, the story behind it is intriguing. Like this, this guy losing his mind. Okay, so essentially what this story means to me is the stranger quote unquote is the personification of depression that oh. i deal with now and then and the original personality is essentially my weakness allowing the stranger to take control oh that's incredibly relatable <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I know a lot of people deal with that and it's it's an issue really close to my heart and so whenever I see anybody talking about it, I try to try to chime in and, you know, try to say a kind word and anything I can say to help lift their spirits. I know it, words usually aren't the thing that can do that, but it's it's all I can do. So, yeah, sometimes it's all we got for our friends and all that. Yeah, and I'm hoping this uh, this album helps some people out there with uh, similar struggles. Yeah, I've noticed through the pandemic, there's been like a trend of like, mental health positive music coming out pandemic specials and that kind of thing i think we kind of need it after this yeah. whole ordeal you know a lot of people especially people who are susceptible to depression and mental health issues this was a pretty trying time well for every it was obviously a trying time for everyone but you know for people who are particularly susceptible to these types of things i think they had it really really hard and uh, I'm thrilled that all this great music is coming out that can help kind of, you know, keep them grounded and lift their spirits. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is this is beautiful. Now, do you normally write your albums in order? Or was there a first track that emerged? Was that Vectogram? 
yeah actually no what was the first song i worked on i think the first one i worked on was actually the stranger part two so the way it kind of worked out was kind of like a therapy session you know you you got to like go through some pacing and like get to know your therapist and start to put some pieces together before you actually have any kind of breakthrough and understand what the underlying emotions from where they're coming from you know so it kind of came together like a puzzle and then you, you inspect the thing as a whole and then you say okay where are these emotions coming from what is this why is it happening why is this coming out of me and you know i kind of put it together and the story took hold after that wow was this concept um kind of all put together before you started nope no, not at no. all okay because i noticed that the very first uh, album artwork that ninja joe did for you was um kind of exactly that this guy's face with all this pink smoke coming out like is that supposed to be emotional is that symbolic it is. That's um, we, that was a kind of a collaborative effort on our part, basically describing what I wanted the emotion of Vectogram to convey, um, what I was kind of feeling visually when I wrote the song. And it's kind of uh, in relation to the story, it's basically symbolic of the main character's personality dissolving. Oh, okay. Yeah, so when I read that, I wasn't sure if it was um, a dissociative identity disorder or something like that. It was. It sounded really deep on the uh, the Red Banner Records page. <laughs> well, I can't take full credit for the concept. I mean, it's not an, like a totally original concept. I mean, it was it was inspired by um, some books I've read. There's a book I read called Agent Zero, which uh, was written by a guy called Jack Mars. The Agent Zero story was very uh, inspiring to me, and it kind of helped inspire the story as well as the film Get Out. Have you seen Get Out? Oh, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. So it's very similar concepts to those. Um, so I definitely stood on the shoulders of those guys to make this story happen. Wow. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of really good ideas come about. They're inspired by past works of art that you know people just love, want to see more of. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, <laughs> uh, there's almost not even an original idea anymore. Everything has to be inspired by something else. We've done so much as far as art and film and music have gone you know it's you can't play a chord progression without it having been done before That's and now true. there's this whole thing going around i don't know if you've read about this like people artists who are copyright claiming against other artists whose melodies or chord progressions are similar and that kind of drives me nuts unless it's a direct ripoff like vanilla ice <laughs> Dude, give it a break. You, This song that you wrote sounds like something from 30, 40 years ago. It, you can easily make that parallel to something else. So yeah. that stuff kind of drives me. Let's let people be inspired by your music. Like imitation is the highest form of flattery. So just let people do that. Who cares? <laughs> I, I don't know. I remember a few years back when they had that, uh, what was that? Viva La Vida. Oh, yeah. Coldplay. And I think Joe Satriani was part of that. And there was a third artist. Was I can't it, remember now. Was it U2? I, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that was a whole thing. And like, what What do you guys need? You guys are freaking loaded. You're huge. <laughs> you're the biggest bands on planet Earth. And you're going to bicker about someone being inspired enough to write something that sounds kind of like your song. Get a life, man. <laughs> no one's confusing Coldplay with U2. I'm not even sure how Joe Satriani entered the conversation. I don't even think he did that. I, I don't think he did. It doesn't seem like 
like Satch's bag, he wouldn't just like inject himself into something like that. Yeah. Somebody is probably like, well, actually, you know, <laughs> we want to get technical about it. <laughs> it was Joe Satriani who originally was like, oh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> He's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Leave me out of this, bro. <laughs> No, but yeah, uh, the the vinyl is is beautiful. The artwork is beautiful. Uh, Ninja Joe does awesome work. Oh my god, um, she's so awesome. Yeah, uh, Katerina Belikova. Yes. Yeah. She's a total sweetheart. Uh, just fantastic to work with. Uh, you know, anytime you have any like notes or comments or anything, not that I ever needed to have any because she's amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, she's just yeah, no problem. This is cool. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Good, good. Like total pro. And I'm a huge fan of her art, so I'm just thrilled, thrilled to my bones to be able to work with her. She's got quite an Instagram. Yes, that (laughs) thing is a monster. And if you haven't seen Ninja Joe's Instagram, what are you doing here? Go check that out right now.
I, uh, I like that you got your shirts done through uh, threadless through somebody that's going to properly silk screen her work onto fabric. Cause you know, I've gotten shirts from like T public and Teespring and, and they go for the budget print that looks a little worn and it's just not the same. It's not vibrant. That was actually her recommendation, Ninja Joe's recommendation, because she has a threadless shop also, FYI. Nice. This was the first shirt I've ever had made ever, and like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, yeah, do, do this, do threadless, they're awesome. Okay, I'll do they that. Are. Yeah, it's, it's like soft, and like it, sometimes, you know, they'll, somebody will print through like a budget printer, and maybe they don't have the best shirts. And, I mean, those little things go into deciding whether I wear it or not. <laughs> Totally. I mean, all that stuff adds up, like the comfort, the pop value, like, you know, how, like high quality you want to wear good quality clothes. Mm -hmm. So I've been talking up Threadless ever since you sent me your shirt. Nice. But uh, things I don't know are like the profit margins on selling a shirt on Threadless. I have no idea about that stuff. Well, I mean, they kind of do everything for you. So there's not a, not a very big profit margin, <laughs> but uh <laughs> I mean, you're you're paying for for convenience, you know. So yeah. like, uh, I want people to have good quality stuff. If I'm gonna put my name on it and and the art, and yeah. you know, I don't I don't want to just like here, I'll give me some money for, and I'm gonna make as much money off of you as possible, and just take this piece of shit, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to keep the profanity to a minimum. I. <laughs> I uh, I respect you and I respect your show and I love Night Ride. It's like it's so awesome and I tend to like yeah uh, get the mouth of a sailor when I get nervous. So uh, <laughs> I'm gonna try to keep that under control. Oh well, this is internet radio. We don't fucking care. <laughs> uh, well, fuck yeah, let's do it. All right. I mean, we don't we don't want to go overboard to the point where people are like, "All right, that's too much." Turn I'm gonna, it off. I'm gonna watch it. You know, you can give me like like three strikes. <laughs> I don't think I can give myself three strikes. I don't have a show anymore. I'll give you three strikes, Karen. Karen, god damn it! <laughs> I, I did the thing. I, I did fucking, the thing. I fucking mispronounced your name. Holy shit. We just shit. talked about this. Holy shit. I'm going to go. Thank you for having me. This is great. <laughs> this has been a failure. Everybody delete Shadowrun. <laughs> oh my god. I'm canceled. I'm fucking canceled, dude. Oh my god. Help. <laughs> I, I feel like I need to explain why I took um, selfies of your shirt without pants on. <laughs> you, you can. If, uh, you know, if you want to touch on that. It's, yeah. I don't really get on and uh, take pictures of myself in my underwear, but I was... <laughs> I was wearing a, like these ridiculous Hello Kitty zebra print fleece pants. Okay, I know where this is going. <laughs> like, I, I like I need some better pants to take pictures of the shirt with, and I just didn't really want to. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, nah. <laughs> I, I was like looking for pants. Like I I couldn't find like solid black. Like eh, jeans don't really. I don't want to wear jeans and. I have all these tights with prints on them, but the prints kind of upstage the artwork in the shirt. I'm like, fuck it, let's well, just take them off. That. We can't have that. <laughs> how, how dare you, pants? <laughs> but I, I will say, I was like, that might get a lot of attention on this this shirt. I, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, oh, okay, we're do, we're going this route. That's cool. I'm down. Do you do your thing, Karn? It's, it's not typically my thing, but hey, it worked. I mean, it I did. think it's my most liked picture on Facebook. Well, that's that is badass, and you are badass, <laughs> and you did the badass thing that got you those badass likes, yo. 
Well, you too. I mean, it was a Shadowrunner shirt. Uh, nobody was liking that picture because the shirt. <laughs> let's be let's be honest here. Well, it is a good shirt. I like Threadless. the The quality of the fabric, the quality of the silk screen. I mean, really did Ninja Joe's work justice. Well, I am thrilled that you like it. Yeah, I can't wait for the vinyl. I am so stoked that that is happening. I didn't think it was going to. I was I was tr- looking into doing that by myself, and I'm like, okay, first of all. The world is experiencing a PVC shortage, which is where all these ridiculously long lead times for vinyl are coming from. Fans and people buying vinyl out there, I'm sorry. I know you're dealing with this. Like all the artists out there, they are trying as hard as they can to get you these vinyls. It's just not that easy. It's really hard. And Redman Records kind of came up big for me and they're making all of this happen they put on the pre-order and as long as we get enough we're good and like you said we're like three orders away from making it happen mm-hmm. and so i i'm just over the moon and the lead time i don't think it's going to be that long the way they have it set up i'm thinking we're looking at maybe three months nice yeah yeah i think uh, november was the date they gave me at the pre-order so yes <laughs> that's awesome Will uh, the digital album be available on Bandcamp on the 23rd as well? It will, as long as I remember to click publish. And I I should, because that's a pretty big day. So uh, as long as I don't forget, yes, it will. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. I mean, I know you sent me the files, but um, for everybody else, we can't add a vinyl to their MP3 player. This is true. Yes, I I would like for those people to also be able to, to listen to the album if they want to. You haven't done like a cassette or a CD or anything, have you? Uh, those are also happening. They are. They are also happening for those people who who aren't uh, amenable with vinyl, whether they're just not into the collection thing or they don't have a record player. They're like, no, that's not really for me. We have CDs and some cassettes that will be out of The Stranger as well. All right. I could add you to my cassette collection too. Ooh, boy. I'm doing that. I can't believe I'm going to be on that wall of fame. <laughs> There's uh, two of them now. No way. I filled up my first hundred rack of a hundred. <laughs> Holy smokes. And I've got 10 on my other, my new one. Okay. Know. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to get on that. Let's get on that wall of fame. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. I can do, I can do photos and I can do an unboxing. That would I've be been sweet. doing those lately. The, I've uh, been noticing that. Yeah. You did jackets. And cat temper so far. Yes. Yeah. Love those guys. Love jacket. Yeah. He's, he's my buddy. I like that there's like this team going on. You and Jacket included and uh, System Glitch and Geovog. I feel like you're all kind of a, sort of an indirect team. We maybe have a super duper ultra secret Discord server that oh. we all hang out on and we buddy and like, you know, share memes and talk about music and stuff and talk about collabs. We maybe have that. I'm not confirming or denying it just, <laughs> it might be there it might not no that that's cool though because i feel like um any two of you or more work really well together it, we're we're all friends at this point mm-hmm. and you know we're like they're all like bobby is system glitch is like the coolest dude he's so awesome like dan geovac mm-hmm. is so awesome I'm not sure who else i should say is in the super secret society. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know the rules. This wasn't planned for me to say this. And I don't know if anyone is okay with me telling anyone. But here it is. Do you want me to cut it out? <laughs> Maybe. 
<laughs> it depends on the backlash. We'll see. I don't know. I like to stir the pot every once in a while. Let's keep, keep people on their toes. So I say, let's do it. Let's keep it in there. First rule of synth clubs. You don't talk about synth club. <laughs> oh, I'm breaking the first and the second rule. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so are you uh, one of those artists that's like already working on your next release? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> Uh, I've narrowed the next album down to maybe 10 tracks, I think, that I've got that are, I don't know. I'm, a lot of people work differently. I'm discovering after talking to a lot of producers in the community, some people build songs section by section. Like they'll work on the intro, they'll perfect the intro, they'll work on a verse, perfect the verse, they'll work on the pre-chorus, perfect the pre-chorus. I kind of have to build a whole song, like the structure for a whole track in order to actually see what the hell it is. Hmm. So I kind of like build a skeleton structure out of the basic elements that and riffs that I, you know, record. And then I'll sketch out from there. So basically I have a whole gang of works in progress that are just these horrible, ugly, unfinished tracks that I have to listen to and be like, oh God, this is terrible, but it could be something. <laughs> and so I have, I had like maybe, maybe, 80 or 90 of those over the course of the pandemic. And I've narrowed those down to about 10 keepers, I think. Wow. Okay. I had a lot of time to work on music, Karn. (laughs) Once I'm feeling that spark or that initial inspiration, I have to get it down. Otherwise, it's going to disappear. I'm going to forget about it. So like if I hear something in my head or I hear something that inspires me or I watch a movie or a show or something, I'm like, oh my God, I have this idea. I have to run over and start sketching it out. Otherwise, it's gone forever. I feel that. There was a lot of time to watch movies and listen to music and, you know, take walks and hikes and be inspired by nature and all sorts of things over the pandemic Mm -hmm. because there was nothing else to do. So I, uh, I had some ideas. you locked away 
down sometimes sometimes it, they flourish under it sometimes it, it really you know throws a bucket of water on the creativity for me anyway that's oh, depression man. and creativity for me do not go hand in hand that is an understatement i'm exactly the same way when you're fully under that depression blanket the you know a lot of people think oh my god you know like uh, this artist is so sad so depressed and so relatable and like he was so sad when he wrote this like no if you're really that depressed at least me you can't bring yourself to do much of anything. Yeah. You just don't have the motivation and you can barely like get out of bed or get off the couch. Yeah. And the things that go on in my head are things I don't want to preserve, you know? Yeah. No, that's, you don't want to dwell and dwelling and kind of just like swimming through that is, it's never a good idea. You have to, it's a constant battle to pull yourself out. Mm -hmm. ah, it's good. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, know about that for goodness decades you know fighting it was harder back then when i was like preteen. yes oh my god those were the freaking worst the worst days yeah. and then of course our, our parents generation is like that's just what teenagers are like you're just an angsty <laughs> teen like, no I, I need help How help is this me normal? <laughs> this is not normal it's not okay i mean yeah there's pouting being like I'm, I'm a, you never I'm a let teenager. me do anything yeah that's that's normal that's being a kid that's normal but like the not moving out of bed and like not showering for three days that's not normal parents that's not okay that means your, your kid needs something and they need you to be there for them even if that's all you can do and you can't get them out of bed you can't say the right thing just being there with them while they're going through that as much as they're going to try to push you away because they're going to yeah. just be there for them or anybody with depression because there's not a damn thing you can say to anybody with depression. They'll be like, oh my God, I never thought about it that way. Thank you, Th thank you for your amazing <laughs> insight. I am now cured. <laughs> like that's, that's never going to help. Just like mm -hmm. saying I'm I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Sometimes mm -hmm. that's enough, you know. Yeah, especially if it's a teenager. I mean, definitely don't invalidate that. Hell no. I feel like adults often forget what it's like to be that young. Like, yeah. oh, you're just being a 
teenager all hormonal like yeah that's not easy and it's not fun and we haven't gotten better in a hundred years on how to deal with that no definitely not it's like it's like hook man it's like movie hook like yeah uh, peter peter pan gets old he forgets you know Mm-hmm. Gets how to be a kid. Oh, I freaking love that movie. I made my mom take me to see that movie, I think, 12 times. Wow. When In the I theater? Was a kid. In the theater when I was a kid, when I came out. I was obsessed with that movie. It's a good movie. It is a freaking good movie. I get obsessed with films. Like, I'm so, so into movies. I don't know a lot about, like, filmmaking, per se, but I'll get on a kick where I'm just, like, full on, like, holding Caulfield like obsessed with films and like i'll watch them over and over and over again do you have an f- all-time favorite that's impossible to say but do you have I'll, a top five <laughs> uh, no no i don't uh i mean there are just way too many like i mean films from the 80s obviously like that's the, kind of the whole reason we're here yeah that just strikes a chord with people who grew up in the 80s or born in the 80s and that's just a part of their genetic makeup at this point is that stuff is in your bones the sounds and the feel and the film grain and the cinematography and this like i said sounds but i'm going to say it again the sounds they're associated with that time period there is just something about that that is like it's nostalgia wrapped up in an asthma blanket <laughs> and it's just it hits different yeah Definitely when those are like our formative years, because I was born in 85, you know, things from the 80s are deeply ingrained in my subconscious to the point that I don't even recognize them until I see them again. That's what happened, right? Like you you heard some synth wave for the first time. You're like, what is this? (laughs) I must have this. This is pulling memories out of my subconscious that I didn't know I had. That was just like the most surreal experience for me. I mean, I know this is basically what everyone in the scene now is what their story is but like i heard the midnight for the first time mm-hmm. and I, it was transcendental for me and i i fell in love with it that's that's the same the same story <laughs> mostly the same story for like a lot of people in the scene but hey like it's re- it's a real thing uh i've always said that kavinsky's night call was the first synthwave song i heard and it, it was the first song i heard that i knew belonged to a genre that i needed to know more about okay but the first this is debatable because it was M83's um, Midnight City yes. that I heard. I didn't know that that was in its own genre. I thought it was just uh, like a trilogy of really cool videos and songs. Yeah, same here. Like, I'm I'm kind of dumb. So, like, I didn't put together, like, that this was a thing. I was like, I saw Drive and I was like, this is so cool. I love this. And I'm going to go do this other thing now. Like, I didn't even think that there would be other people inspired by this. Like, you know, Kavinsky and... Uh, French house to make this sound and there would be this whole flourishing community of artists making this amazing music. It never occurred to me. So like I didn't find the midnight and synth wave until 2019. Oh wow. I am a late comer. That's that's fine though because I mean you're a music fan. Before, were you a musician before synth wave? Yeah so I've uh, I've been playing music pretty much my whole life. I've been in bands well, one band in particular throughout my whole 20s. And after that, I did a solo project doing kind of a singer-songwriter thingy, which is, uh, that's when I kind of started producing music in, I think, 2017, 2018. Uh, I started actually like producing the music instead of just playing guitar. And so I grabbed a copy of Logic Pro X and like started working, had no freaking clue what I was doing. And the songs 
came out sounding not that great. <laughs> and then I found Synthwave in 2019. It's like, I have to make this. This nice. is my calling. This is my purpose on planet Earth. Wow, that's cool. And it started with the midnight, huh? It did. I'm not going to lie. I'm a total Tim McEwen fanboy. Like, he is my idol. Oh, he's a good musician. He's like a phenomenal producer and songwriter. And Tyler's just, I can't say enough good things about Tyler. He's like the, the nicest human being on planet Earth. And the songs that he writes are just so moving and touching. And I'm so inspired by his lyrics and the way that he writes songs. I know that, you know, people are, you know, they're like, okay, dude, everybody loves the new midnight. We get it, you know, but that's where it started for me, you know? Also, mm -hmm. it started for a lot of people. They're good. They're, they're kind of good, yeah. <laughs> You're so good that it's like not even cool to say so anymore. It's, yeah, it's like, dude, we know. Just shut up already, okay? But everyone that feels like they'll never be the midnight. Like, well, you don't want to be the midnight. Be yourself. Be inspired yes. by the midnight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just, uh, you know, be inspired and write something else. Don't, like, just copy people. That's that's uncool and weird. Yeah. I mean, some, some new artists are going to start out sounding a little unoriginal for a little while but i feel like before long they they catch their own wings and their own voice absolutely and there was this whole thing i'm i really really did not want to get involved in this but there was a whole thing the other day i'm not going to say who was talking shit about artists in the synthwave scene who aren't aren't good enough or whatever like oh the scene is just you know a bunch of like people you know circle jerk of like untalented people i'm there I'm, I'm thinking like dude how do you think white belts become black belts do you think every white belt like if somebody told them some blogger or critic said you know oh you you suck at this you know if if they quit we never have any black belts mm -hmm. how do you think people get to the point where they're actually like they need to be able to work through this they need to get through the stage where you suck because everybody sucks at this at the beginning mm-hmm it's way too hard to be a good musician and songwriter, producer, mix engineer, mastering engineer, like promo guru, blah, blah, blah. Like it's, it's an insane amount of work and an insane amount of skills that you have to build. And yeah. it takes a really, really, really long time to get any good at it. And people are doing it because they love it. And I think that's fantastic. And they should keep doing it because the world needs more black belt musicians. Absolutely. And if you tell a white belt, they're doing great. I'm not saying that the, you know, the white belt doing great is going to kick the black belt's ass. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the point of tearing these people down? I don't know. Although I wonder what would happen to the scene if we didn't have the good cop, bad cop thing going on, you know? Well, there'd be a lot less drama. That's for sure. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, hey, drama's fun every once in a while. You gotta rattle the cages. Like I said, you gotta stir the pot every once in a while and, you know, it gets people gets people riled up but at the end of the day that's the thing that i like about the community is everybody can go back to being friends for the most part there are some yeah. out, outliers but you know everybody sometimes you got to clean the blood a little bit everybody gets mad and you have a little little beef with somebody but for the most part you know everybody's like oh hey yeah sorry about that i was having a bad day da, 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 or whatever yeah and we're no. just a cool group of people, man. And I I really enjoy this community a lot. I, I try to talk to everybody as much as I can and just really get to know everyone. And uh, I've met a lot of really cool people and some people that I've considered some really good friends now. That's great. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> now, I've, I've, I've made a lot of friends in the scene, too. Lifelong friends, I think, some of them. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I've never seen anything like this. There's no, like, solidarity in any other... 
like music scene that I've ever seen before in my life. Really? No, never. Like doing the singer songwriter thing. Like I tried to get on Twitter with that and there's just like, nobody cares about anything. <laughs> nobody cares. Like, you know, and then I started doing synthwave. I'm like, okay, I'm making this music. And it was actually you who reached out to me first when I posted something, I think it was on Reddit. Uh, I'm not on Reddit. So it was not Reddit. It was something, maybe it was Facebook or I don't know, Twitter or something <laughs> that you reached out to me and you were like, Hey, I do this show and you should put this on there. I'm like, wow, what? Cool. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and so you were literally my first promoter in my entire life. And I will be forever indebted to you for that. Oh, I didn't know that. I just like the song. <laughs> well, thank you. That was Vectogram, wasn't it? Uh, it was uh, Phantom. Oh, it was even earlier than that. Yeah, this was March 2020. And you were like, you're like, yeah, this is great. Let's put this on this radio show. And I'm like, the what? <laughs> yes, that's awesome. Like that made my day. You have no idea what that did for me. Wow.
that was the first synthwave song that I ever made. Really? Yes. That was my okay. first stab, and I think I got a little bit lucky with it. Lucky? I, I got a little lucky. Like uh, I, I had never produced anything electronic before, let alone produced anything for more than like a year at that point. Okay. So like I was just like throwing plugins at sounds and synthesizers, and I'm like, okay, I hope this is good. I hope it's good. <laughs> I'm like the chef that's like cooking for like the czar. You know, it's like, oh my god, if he doesn't like this, I'm screwed. You know, <laughs> like stirring the pot back there, sweating. Yeah, I, I don't really want people to feel like that, though. And I, I feel like... Oh, we do, though. <laughs> Artists are weird. We're like unnecessarily anxious, nervous, just a walking pile of nerves all the time. And it is exhausting. I know you know what I'm talking about because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it's exhausting <laughs> to be this anxious all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was one of the reasons that I had to step back from stand-up comedy until last weekend. Just because I was always anxious about going on stage, not stage fright, but like, am I going to remember my stuff? Is it even funny? Like, are people even going to care? Am I up there wasting people's time? And it's constant. Yeah. It just... It's all the time. And it's just that voice that's nagging you, nagging you, nagging you all the time. And you got to push it back down and say, shut up, asshole. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to go do the thing now. And it's this constant fight with yourself. Yeah, it's exhausting. I totally get why you had to just kind of like step back for a bit and recharge. You know, you gotta you gotta like recover after those battles. Yeah, well, I think stepping back for two years was that was pretty much giving up on my point. I I probably shouldn't have done that, but I got absorbed in the music scene in a night ride. All of you guys. <laughs> and then COVID happened. I mean, come on, yep. like you know, it's not like you know, comedy clubs were exactly bursting at the seams with you know, mm. comics at that point. So you get a, at least like tech uh uh one of those year one plus like a, a year and a half almost to to year uh, hiatus to COVID. it's true but you know i hadn't even been thinking about it hadn't been watching much stand-up i was at that point where i'm sure every musician can relate to this but the more i heard my own stuff the more it sounded like garbage yes like, <laughs> just like <laughs> chewing the flavor out of gum you know oh man there I, I, I fired off a tweet, I don't know, like recently, and it was pretty similar to that. Like people will never know, or like normal people will never know the struggle of making final mastering decisions on a song that you've heard 10,000 times. <laughs> I like can only imagine. It just, it no, you can, because you basically said the exact same thing just now. It's like chewing the flavor out of gum. Like it's just shapeless, massless, like just blob in your head and you're like what even is this i don't know what it is anymore how are people going to react to this it's, you know? it's not even that at that point it's like i don't care about this anymore <laughs> <laughs> i don't ever want to hear this song again <laughs> well goodness i i hope you don't feel that way too much about the stranger because we no. haven't all gotten to hear it yet <laughs> it's uh i gotta be honest i feel far less like that about this album than anything else i've ever done wow that's great. I feel like um, my production skills have, you know, they've taken gotten a bump um, over these past couple of years working on Shadowrunner and uh, like the the mix that got done for the, the mixes that got done by my guy Stefano. Shout out to Stefano at Bonzi Recording Studios. He is a monster. He what he was able to do with what I did, and then getting mastered by Van Durand for a lot of this stuff. Uh, oh, it's, nice. It's finally starting to sound like something that I can be proud of to me. I agree. Well, I, I love all the singles that we heard so far. Uh, we're hearing some you. new ones tonight. Yeah. 
So, um, Trenton, how did he how did he enter your picture? I found Trenton on Soundbetter. Are you familiar with Soundbetter? No, is that kind of an exchange of services? Yes. It's basically like Fiverr, only sanctioned by Spotify. Um, so you hire industry professionals to work on your stuff. And I found him on there and I got to chatting with him because I was looking for a vocalist to work on this album. And I needed somebody who could really bring a hammer and swing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I found him. I listened to some samples. We talked. He's really total sweetheart. Great guy. Complete pro. I sent him the tracks with um, some scratch vocals that I did that no one should ever hear ever. And <laughs> um, he sent every single thing that he sent me back was a keeper. Wow. So like I had written all the lyrics and the melodies and everything. I fired him over to him and the per- the vocal production and the delivery that he came back with, like each one, I was like, yep, that's done. Yep, that's done. Yep, that's done. So uh, before you you discovered the Midnight and Synthwave all that, and all that, who who are your musical influences? Oh, that is a long list that stretches over a long period of time. Um, <laughs> do you have a top five? <laughs> a top? I, I can't. I can't do top fives, man. It's because I don't. There's just too many people that have played such a big part in my musical taste and development over my entire life. Like my earliest, probably my earliest influence. I would say it's Pink Floyd. Nice. Okay. Earliest influence, like listening to my parents' vinyl in the living room as a kid, it had a profound effect on me. It was huge. And it's like looking at the art for Dark Side of the Moon and Wish You Were Here and looking at that stuff. I'm like, oh, what is that? I'm like four. What is that? Wow. I must know this. Uh, Then, you know, I picked up a guitar when I was nine. And like any kid with a guitar in the you know, the eighties, nineties, like Metallica was a massive influence on me at that time. I sat there learning Metallica songs, which is basically a meme at this point. <laughs> then from there, like Alice in Chains tool in the nineties and early two thousands. Um, later on say minus the bear, Bonnie bear, Radiohead. Oh, wow. Minus the bear is uh, my husband's favorite. They're local. Oh my God, they're so good. They're, they're, they're kind of done now. And I'm sad about that. Yeah. But they are so good. I've I've been a fan of them forever. Yeah, that was when I, I learned what math rock was. Oh yeah, back when uh, Botch, right? Like, I don't uh, know. That was Dave's Dave's band before Minus the Bear was Botch, which is basically oh. like they were one of the founding uh, bands of math rock. Let's see, I don't know all that. I just I told you I get obsessed with stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. But the Stranger coming out on vinyl, and you said there's going to be other physical releases. Is that going to be on the Red Manor shop or uh, Bandcamp? Yes. Uh, the vinyl is available for pre-order right now. In order to get this thing greenlit, we need people to to pre-order it. And then Red Manor is going to say, okay, let's make this thing happen. So if you could, uh, you listeners out there, if, uh, if you guys like my stuff, I'd appreciate it if you could go and fire off a pre-order at the Red Manor dot com or uh, it's red manor records red manor records dot co dot uk or red manor red manor usa dot com i think one of those <laughs> we'll link it in the chat room i'll give you the link boom yeah yes i was waiting for the uh, Bandcamp notification and then i went through your post today i'm like oh it's been on sale on red manor records i gotta click the direct link Whoop. yeah so yeah. i got it paid my 10 bucks in shipping and uh, they're gonna send me the bill for the rest of it when the other three of you get on this thing. Yes. Whoever you may be. Jillian, 
Julian, Neon Fox. Okay, oh, we he... need two. <laughs> nope, he did it already. Oh, man. He beat me to this? He kind of did, yeah. <laughs> uh, you told me there would be a, the pre-order, and I assumed it would be Bandcamp, so I was just waiting. That was my fault for not communicating that properly. Uh, it's been a hectic release week for you. So. Oh my god, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm so stoked for this thing to come out on Friday. I I can't wait for you to hear it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to get that thing in my hands. You deserve to be on vinyl, my friend. Well, that is very kind of you, Karin. I deserve... You deserve to, to have the vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> Although I imagine it's coming from... Uh, uh, where is uh, Red Manor? Is that New York City? Um... Their main base of operations is in the UK, and they also have a base of operations in New York, I believe. Yeah, with uh, Sandor Gavin. That is correct. The man, shout out to Sandor. He has been instrumental in making these physical releases happen. Thank you, Sandor. You are a champ. And he's such a good musician. He's so good. He's awesome. (laughs) His songs are fantastic. I first met him when I convinced him to do a cover of a Pink Floyd song, actually. Which which one? I had him do Welcome to the Machine, and he killed it. Did he release it? He put it somewhere. I don't know. It's not on Spotify. I don't know. I have to find it now. But I know he has it somewhere, and I bet if you poke him, he will give it to you. <laughs> I wonder if I'd be allowed to air that. I bet you he would let you. It is <laughs> awesome. And, uh, of course, the uh, other physicals will be out. Will be available for order on Friday. Yes, that is correct. July 23rd, Friday, yo. All right. So it's just the pre-order for the vinyl then? Yes, we have to green light that sucker to make it happen. So like you said, there's only only three left. We can do this. Oh yeah, it'll happen after this show, I'm sure. Woohoo! <laughs> I'll start bullying people. <laughs> no. I won't have to. I won't have to. That'll sell itself. Goodness, there's four left by the time I even realized that I was looking in the wrong place. <laughs> It's, uh, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie. This has been pretty awesome for me. And just the feeling of, you know, people actually expressing like interest in my music. Like it's incredible. And it's something that I, I really haven't felt my whole life. You know, it's, it's hard. It's hard out there. Like as, as a musician to get people to actually care without asking them, Hey, care about this, you know? Mm-hmm. And they might just do it because they're your friend or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, there's that. And that's, you know, it doesn't really validate you as an artist. But like this getting this response has been pretty amazing for me, I have to say. And and you've got such a good team around you. I mean, I know the Discord is secret, but you guys are all just so well polished. We, we try to help each other out and, you know, uh, give feedback and give ideas. And it's, they're so great. Everyone in that server is just phenomenal. That's awesome. Yeah, I notice how you're all connected in some way, whether it's collabs or mastering each other's albums. Yeah, um, there there are some folks in there that I haven't had an opportunity to work with yet, but uh, I hope I will in the future. I hope that happens. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm, I'm glad to get you on during this release. There's so many good releases this month and finding the, the time to do the interviews. Well, I just had to just had to squeeze y'all in here. <laughs> and I, I'm super thrilled to have done this. And I, I can't thank you enough for all your support, Karin. Yeah, you make it so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep trying, man. I'll keep trying. I hope the creativity ball keeps rolling for you. There will be more stuff coming whenever I uh, get it done. Can't wait for that. But right now, we're just focused on 
the stranger and getting this final. Yeah, thank you for being here. And what do we want to play out with? Let's do see. we want to do Vectogram? Vectogram. Yeah, that was it's such a pretty one. Thank you once again for joining me. Well, and uh, thank you for having me. And thank you to everybody that's in the uh, the chat room, the IRC YouTube chat room. We're just tuning in, listening along. Uh, my name is Karin Zoe Lee. You've been listening to Night Ride FM and uh, my guest Shadowrunner with his uh, Friday release, The Stranger. Get it on vinyl. There's three left. Or you can wait on the CD and the cassette. But yeah, get the vinyl. <laughs> we all want the vinyl. Everyone needs to buy the vinyl. You gotta get the vinyl. Help. <laughs> yes. Anyway, it's been great talking to you. And uh, this is uh, Shadowrunner once again with Vectogram. Have a good night. Peace. <laughs> people try to